to talk about NASCAR. Let's do that NASCAR. Let's do that NASCAR. You are listening to the Tandem Draft, a NASCAR podcast presented by the Tom Yee Experience. Welcome to, this is the first official, official episode of the Tandem Draft. We're getting into the swing of things. Yes. So if you have not listened to the tutorial episodes yet, you should absolutely do that. It's a solid three plus hours of Griffin and I just talking. Yep. Yeah. You know, we, we like talking about NASCAR, so we needed to catch up uh, to prepare ourselves yep. for the talking about NASCAR that we will be continuing to do for this foreseeable future. For the foreseeable future. Every week. Um, First off, right off the bat, we're very excited because we got new toys. Yes. We uh new microphones, new pad thing with noises. Every week it gets more professional. I know. And next week we'll have uh soundproof tiles on the walls so there's no echo. Um I put them on the wall last night and then they fell down. Right. Yeah. So I need a more secure way you for see, them to I, stay up. I really did try to convince you that licking your finger and then just rubbing it on the back of each tile wouldn't work, and unfortunately, I was right. You were right. Yeah. So, and then I tried to lick all the walls. Yeah, it's a, that's how you get lead poisoning. It is. Um, which reminds me, this might be a short episode. <laughs> um, but here we are. We're ready to talk about NASCAR. Uh, this episode, we're just going to recap the off season. And some other racing things that are happening or going to happen. Uh, and we'll pick it up from the end of last season, go through the months of, of winter, and then uh, and then the next episode will get you ready for the clash. But we're going to catch up to that point. And I figured the best place to start would be to go over the champions from the 2021 season of the Truck Series, Xfinity, and the Cup Series. Um, we can start with the Truck Series. Ben Rhodes in the, in the number 99 truck uh, won the championship, which was interesting because he only won two races, and they were the first two races of the season last year at Daytona. So I was really surprised. So at the beginning of the season, like he, he won those first two races that they're both at the same place, but you know, right. dramatically different styles of Extremely racing. Extremely different styles. Um, so I thought, like, oh, man, because I expected, as I'm sure a lot of people did, that it was you know going to be John Hunter Nemechek's season it, to, to lose, uh, which it ended up really being but uh was like kind of surprised like oh we have a challenger already john hunter hasn't even gotten going and we have a chance you know this guy is gonna be you know gonna help you know they're gonna dominate together they're right. gonna it's gonna be a dogfight and it really didn't look like that at all throughout the season because john hunter Nemechek after that just took off and won uh, so many races as we all expected him to and ben rhodes didn't win anything else uh, but he was very consistent and ended up getting himself into the championship four, which is a terrible way to crown a champion. Um, and then he capitalized and won the title. Uh, there was a bad pit call by John Hunter. Was, you know, went a lap down. It was just, it was just kind of a, just kind of a confusing and you know, kind of, honestly, as, as excited as I am for Ben Rhodes because he he had a hilarious uh, media. Uh, like post race media situation, drinking his Bud Lights, or he, he, you know, he was sure. a couple deep at that point. Yeah. Um, 
but it just kind of felt like a down way to end the truck series season because it was a fantastic season of racing as it always is. But the but, best truck did not win. Yeah, it just it's just kind of a sour feeling. Which goes into why we hate how the yeah. championship is now. Which we've talked about already and we'll continue to talk about. But you know what? At the beginning of the season, we don't have to think about that. We don't have to think about that till August. No, not really. Unless yeah. uh, <laughs> unless we have another situation where Michael McDowell wins the Daytona 500. But right, yeah. Such so is life. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, ben Rhodes, eight top fives and 16 top tens in 22 races. That's pretty good. That's, that's really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. And that'll get you. That's enough in a in a in a competitive series such as the truck series to get you to the top and have a chance for a championship, even if you're not winning all the races. And if you're someone like Ben Rhodes, who has been in the series consistently for a long time, which isn't often the case, there's a lot of guys that will use it as a, as a ladder. Yep. Then there are some lifers and Ben Rhodes is kind of getting himself into that status of being a lifer since he's been there for quite a long time. Um, when you do that, you're, you know, you're obviously, you have so much more experience than a large portion of the field. Yeah. You've been with the same team for such a long time. You're always going to go into the season with an advantage. Has he been with Thor Sport for a while? Yeah, he uh, he ran for Thor Sport for a long time. I know he raced, uh, in 2015, he raced a couple nationwide st- uh, starts for uh, junior motorsports. Um, I don't know if it was immediately the year after 2016 or 2017 that he started with Thor Sport, but... Uh, he's raced the he's raced the 41 truck, the 27 truck, the 99 truck, and maybe another one. I'm wow. not sure for all for the same all for the all same for the team same, for, for the same whatever team. reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's stuck with that team for a long time, um, and he's been in contention before. He's won quite a few races, but yeah, he finally just kind of snuck his way in to steal the championship steal out the of the championship. clutches yeah. of John Hardy Nemechek's cold dead hands <laughs> yeah and ben rhodes is one of those guys too that's gonna stick around in the truck series he's a he's a Likely, lifer yeah, and he's yeah. he's comfortable where he is there so um good for him first championship i assume mm-hmm. yep. okay well good for him uh xfinity series daniel hemrick and the number 18 joe gibbs racing this year he's not going to be in the number 18 mm-hmm. joe gibbs racing car but last year he did win the championship phoenix in the championship round his only win of the season right so as much as, you know, again, this one was Austin Sindrick and A.J. Allmendinger. It was, they were the ones that were having the dogfight, and they were the ones that were head and shoulders above the field. So, of course, you know, for my own OCD, it hurts to have not one of them win the championship. But it hurts a lot less when the championship comes down to the final corner on the final lap with an incredible story like Daniel yeah. Hemrick winning his first ever NASCAR National Touring Series event. To win a championship. Yeah, the last race of the season for Xfinity was incredibly wild. Yes. And yeah. the chase, or the, yeah, the chase, the the playoffs mm-hmm. were incredible for the for the Xfinity series, too. Talladega was, like, the third, the second or third uh, postseason race, yeah. I guess. Oh, my God. And that was, I mean, A.J. Allmendinger was out in the t- first 24 laps of the race. Yes, yeah. And that set a panic to everybody. Right. And that race was awesome, but... It, the competitive nature of the truck series and Xfinity was on full display. And it shows that this, this format and playoff, if you're just consistently like Daniel Hemrick, 15 top fives, 21 top tens and 33 races. If you're consistently at the front and you sneak a win in, in the last race, you could be a champion. And this was a lot of people had, you know, written as, as good as he had been, they'd written him off for not being able to close a deal. 
because he had been so many times, even even just in the playoffs, there are so many occasions where he was right there, so close to yeah. winning a, to winning a race, and something would happen that either you know he would fade late or something completely out of his control, like Kyle yeah. Busch wrecking him in Atlanta. <laughs> um, that was really stupid. Uh, but yeah. People have just kind of written him off. Like, there's no way. Like, he's right. gone this long. Like, there's no way he can get the job done, and especially not in such a clutch situation where you have to win the win the title. And he managed. That's where he pulled it out. Uh, and finally, we have someone else that'll do a backflip after they win a race. Oh, well, that's a that's a nice touch. It is nice to have that back. It is. Yeah. Rest in peace, Carl Edwards. You're not dead. Right. Um. And Tyler Walker. And Tyler Walker. Good okay. job. Good job. Uh evading the police for as long as you did and then breaking your leg that one time you tried to do a backflip rest in peace yeah not dead not again, dead at all again not dead i had a poster okay of, so i remember i don't know i tyler walker is always going to be like very strong in my memory because i remember i got a haircut and i got a poster from great clips that had casey kane and tyler walker on it because they were sharing mm, the classic. 38 dodge in the bush series at the time yep uh, so i had a poster of tyler walker in my room when i was a kid hmm. uh, and then come to find out he Got in a high speed chase and you know, whoops. His mugshot is really disgusting. Yeah. So if you want to take a look at that, anybody... you know, you can only ask for so much out of somebody. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um. All right, Daniel Hemrick. I mean, this whole playoff thing and these these two in particular, because I I do feel like that in both these situations, the best driver did not win the championship. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It feels like an instance where, like, say. Last weekend of the baseball season, mm-hmm. and the Cubs are in first place, and the Reds are in like fourth place, mm-hmm. and the Reds sweep the Cubs, and they just take their spot in the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. what that, it feels like. Right, like it, like that doesn't make that doesn't make sense at all. Correct. I mean, yeah, that, but that's what it feels like in these yeah. NASCAR playoffs. Is like, oh, I'm like I I could be probably the worst driver in the field, but also I have a chance to to do this. And in this format, you could win. Third in let's use the Cup Series amount of races as an example. Yep, you could win thirty-five straight races and then lose. by twelve laps, yeah. whatever, uncontested. Yeah, finish second in the last race, and you're not the champion. Yeah, that, which is of why. course was would never happen, but it's possible, and that's not right. That's it's, just not right. It's it's so stupid. Um, luckily, in the Cup Series, the best uh, car team driver. In the series in 2021, won it. Kyle Larson in the number five Hendrick Motorsports, bringing Hendrick back mm-hmm. uh, to the championship. Uh, he won 10 races. Yeah, it's been since 2007 since somebody did that. Jeez. And I mean, I, and in 36 races, if you're in the top five 20 times, that's like, it's, it's yeah, incredible. That's really good. Really, that's really, really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, and, and I he could have won more races too. Like he could have. He, he had a bunch of second places. He blew the tire at Pocono on the last. Yeah, lap. one of the biggest things that was he, in his yeah. way was his own teammate. Right, yeah, yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen him. He, he got into a couple scuffles with his team, but yeah, just. Uh, yeah, uh, I dominant it, year. Yeah, it, there was no question that. Yeah, if we had the old point system, he would have won it with races to go probably. But yeah, he's very deserving. Which I mean, is he was, fine. Yeah, I'm, that's okay. If you someone's know, that good. The yep, only, ja- yeah, the only, so the only thing I can really compare that to, 
I mean, F one is that's the case. Like you could you could win the championship. Yeah. IndyCar, you yeah. could win the championship. And this one, but this year in Formula One, it came. It literally did come down yeah. organically. Came yeah. down. To, that's, that's when it's possible. the best. Yeah. yeah. But you, even in like like European soccer Premier League, they have mm-hmm. like their standings or whatever. And don't ask me how they do it. I don't know. But <laughs> but the team that wins the league can win it with like three games to go. And it's fine. And they've been doing it for hundreds of years. It's almost like that's the most fair way to determine that who's the best. If you're so much better that no one can catch you, maybe you're the best. You know what, Griff? Thank you. Wow. Thank you, everyone. The studio audience. We, we are filming in front of a live studio audience. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. In the back of a Menards lumberyard. <laughs> it's very cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate I hate this playoffs. I hate the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right. Like as much it's, as we love NASCAR, I hate the playoffs. Like it creates excitement. Like again, the the last lap of the Xfinity series. Like as much as I don't like the playoffs, that was a fantastic moment. Yeah, that was great. But you know, it's it just feels dirty when it's not organic. We'll never know. Yeah, but that could it could have been organic. Yeah, who, who knows? We could have because a, the truck series and the Xfinity series. I mean, the truck series. I mean, it was it was John Hunter Nemechek like to lose. Yeah. But the Xfinity, Xfinity one, that's one where it could have happened organically. Like with AJ and Austin, like that's what happened for the regular season championship at Bristol. They, on the last lap, traded the lead back and forth with them with them and Justin Allgaier, and they crashed across the start-finish yeah. line. And that was, they went in, they, they were, one, that their, the finish of that race directly determined the regular season championship yeah. because AJ beat uh, Austin Sindrick in one of the cool, in what I, my opinion, the coolest finish yeah. In NASCAR history, yeah. I think that was the coolest last lap ever, uh, and I watch it all the time because it was so I mouth agape. That was so cool. Hand on the table, hand in the air. I should yeah. say, yeah. whatever. I have one hand on the table and one hand in the air. Yes, I have not done my best at being a NASCAR fan, so I haven't been watching like the three series. Obviously, that's going to change this year because you know the the life of this podcast depends on it. <laughs> so I will be watching, and I'm very excited to. But I do mi- I I can't express how much I miss the days when a guy could clinch the championship like Matt Kenseth in two thousand three, yeah, which was yeah. the last year that it was organic. Mm-hmm. He clinched it with like four to go. Or yeah, I, I whatever it was, yeah, they went into the final race of the season and he wasn't the ch- he, he the championship was already decided. Yeah, but that's fine because there was a bunch of weird there was a bunch of cool fun stuff that happened in that last race. Yeah. Because that, that's when Bill Elliott blew a tire on the last lap and Bobby Labonte won the race. Uh-huh. Um, we had a bunch of – we uh, almost had Kyle Busch make his first attempt at a cup race that that weekend, but he withdrew. Um, there's a bu- And it was the last Winston Cup race ever. There's all this fun stuff going – like, it's a NASCAR. Yeah. Like, it's fine. It's, there's so yeah. much more that the has to be decided. People are still going to go and watch. Yeah. Like, it's – It know. doesn't always have to be – like, it's not a stick and ball sport. It's not two – it's not one-on-one. You can't determine it in one. You can't have right. one event determine your whole season. It makes sense for team sports, like traditional team sports. It does not make sense when you have the entire field competing every single week. Yeah, yeah, doesn't make sense. Um, then that's. I mean, we're we're gonna have this debate again come September, October, because yeah. we're gonna start the playoffs, and then we're just gonna be pissed all the time. But but until then, we're it's, gonna, February. it's February. February. Uh, January even. Oh my! I have uh, no idea when yeah. it is right now. It's January. It is July second. We are of on the twenty twenty four, and we are on the cusp of 
well, probably the most exciting NASCAR season that we've had in a very, very long time. Like I don't like I've been watching NASCAR consistently si- since I, you know, was a small child, and I don't remember being so excited or going into a season with so much change and fluidity yeah. as right now. Yes, which we will get into right now. Uh, notable off-season shenanigans happening. The first is the uh, worst kept secret of last year's silly season. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Brad Keselowski leaving Penske Motorsports to go create uh, RFK Racing, which is Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing now. Uh, He will uh, be a driver owner of the number six Ford. Uh, First driver owner we've seen since Tony Stewart when he created Stewart Haas. Yeah, yeah, or at least in a major way. BJ McLeod part owns his car. Uh, But but this is a huge, this is a a very Big big deal. Because it's just like Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart bought into a struggling team, uh, more struggling than Roush even. Yeah. He, bought, he, you know, he bought in with Gene Haas, who you know operated the the zero car for the longest time. You know right. they were okay. They worked with Hendrick Motorsports. Shout out Jack Sprague. Yep. Shout out Jack Sprague in the Net Zero Pontiac, one of my favorite cars of all time. Yep. And Jack Sprague, basically our cousin. Yeah. So yeah, we share probably. we share some family lineage yeah, somewhere probably. along the way. So we're just going to claim that. Yep. Um, but. Yeah, Brad's buying into Roush, so Roush hasn't been they ha- you know they haven't been doing too hot. You know they no. went from in two thousand five, they had five of the ten chase drivers. Um, they had five teams. Uh, sometimes they'd sometimes they'd. Uh, I think in two thousand six they had some races where they entered six cars. Yeah, like, that's I crazy. mean yeah they they were dominant. And then they just fell and fell and fell. And then they lost when they lost Carl Edwards. It was really like, yeah. the right, you know, they are now a solidly. Yeah, when Carl Edwards left out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, you he, know what, I'm went, done. Yeah. Or no, he, because that, that's before he had his two seasons at Gibbs, but like he left Roush behind. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 And then well, they just let that car go. And then, yeah. and then they had Greg Biffle and then they had Trevor Bain and then poor Ricky, who Ricky was his last two wins, but. There, you know, yeah, it's been a while. It has it's been, been a long time for Roush. Yeah, and I mean, a, a historically important part of NASCAR. Yeah, Roush yeah. Racing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brad Keselowski trying to bring some life back into that. So he jumps from the two to the six, and taking his spot in the two is Austin Sindrick, mm-hmm. rightfully getting his chance at a full time job. Yes, yeah, Austin Sindrick, uh, champion in twenty twenty in the Xfinity Series. He is really, really, really good. He's he good at driving really a good. car, yeah. Um, he, I, I went to Road America this year. He led a lot of that race uh, early on before, you know, he had some, he had a, a bunch of issues in the middle, and then he spun right in front of me. It really bummed me out. Um, but, yeah, he's very deserving of a Cup Series ride, especially a full-time one in a championship-winning, a championship-capable car. Yep. Um, I'm very excited to see this. Uh, this was there's a kind of a whole ripple effect that happened with this because originally he was supposed to drive the 21 car. Really? They, yeah, they announced they announced it uh, in uh, in 2020. Or, rest in peace, Matt DeBenedetto. Yeah, they, even in, though you're not dead, again, not dead. Rest in peace. Yeah, at the end of that year, they're like, okay, because they had signed DeBenedetto for a one year deal. Yeah. They're Can like, you get into that really quick? Like the the whole oh, situation. Oh, with I'm about Matt. to. Okay, oh, great. I got the whole thing. Yeah, this is all Love part it. of it. Griffin came in with a notepad, and I love yeah, it. So, so De Benedetto, they're like, okay, we're going to leave De Benedetto uh, in the car for one more year. You, you have one more year on your deal for 2021. However, after that, Cindric gets your ride. 
we announced this in 2020. We're so t- yeah, we're telling you yes, this is what's going to This is going what's happen. going to happen. So <laughs> that all of that was happening before Brad was going to leave and all this. So Brad leaves. So for some reason, Brad Kozlowski leaving puts, or maybe that, I don't know what. He announced it pretty early too, yeah, right? Well, I mean, it was always a rumor. I don't think it was announced until uh, like September or something. It was later on. Yeah, Well, yeah, but, it wasn't. It was in the season. Yeah, but, it, but yeah, like in the middle of the season, like it was. Like you in May or June, people the, are like, rumor, "Yeah, this leaving. is yeah. definitely happening." But yeah, but it was it officially wasn't announced, announced for a while. Uh, um, before the end of the season, which is right. good. Right. So, De Benedetto, or at some point, gets the idea. He gets the idea that oh, you know, now that Brad's leaving, maybe then Cindric will go over. The, you know, something will happen, and I get to keep my ride. This was never discussed with him. He just assumed that he would be keeping his ride, even though it was already announced he was not. So then he finds out. They could out, not have made it clearer to him that right. yeah. somebody else will be driving yeah. this car yeah, in you, You're not driving this car, uh, especially after you've been, you know, not performing up, you know, super well. And so Yeah, and acting like he definitely has been, which right, he right. definitely it, hasn't been. So then he, uh, I was at Kings Island in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm on Twitter. I'm in, li- I'm in line for Flight of Fear. So shout out Flight of Fear. Uh, and I look at my phone and I see an announcement that, uh, Austin Cindric has taken over the two car, which is fantastic news. Good for him. This is the first confirmation that Brad Keselowski is not going to Penske. Right. Yeah. And that Harrison Burton is going to drive the 21 car, which I did not see coming at all. I thought that was a very uh, surprising move, that, but that's cool. I like Harrison Burton. Matt Benedetto puts up this whole sob story video saying that he is blindsided. He doesn't understand. He throws his team and crew chief under the bus for not performing well enough. Oh my God! And that day is when everything turned on Matt De Benedetto. Poor guy. So he, the rest of the season, he's whining and complaining, and is doing his best to try and get a ride with somebody for some reason. Yeah. And then the "Let's Go Brandon" thing happens, which we were there when we that were happened. there when the we, we saw Brandon that happen. Brandon. Yes. And then I just watched a Saturday Night Live last or th- this morning. And I'm and they talked about it. I'm like, I was there when that happened. I don't like it. I don't like I don't like that we were there for that part of American history. We, uh, we were not taking part. No, we were not at all. We real we, quick, real quick. So we were at Talladega. Yeah. Brandon Brown won the Talladega, which was fantastic. I mean, the first race of the weekend, it couldn't have ended better than it did. I mean, right. it was awesome. And uh, they everybody came across the line sideways. So yeah. then he goes and they're doing an interview and, uh, the the reporters said that they were saying let's go Brandon, but they were definitely not saying yeah, they let's were go Brandon because they had been chanting it throughout the race. Yes, they for were some ch- reason yes, they were chanting a very vulgar uh, political opinion. Opinion. Yeah. Yes. Um, in 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 the middle of Alabama. Yeah. Surprise! Surprise! Take your guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a guess. So then. They go to Phoenix, and Steve Phelps of NASCAR, I believe, uh, they have a meeting. They're like, hey, let's just do our best here. This is kind of ramping up. Let's just separate ourselves. Like, we know that this occurred at our event. Let's just separate ourselves from this whole event. Why don't we? Which, as a business, great idea. Let's not be involved in this at all. Yeah, let's just not. So then Matt DiBenedetto, he already has his... uh, he he believes he has a sponsorship opportunity with a right wing organization, and he has a recording of him getting into the car, doing this little hang loose situation, 
and just says, let's go, Brandon. And he gets in his car for the last race of the season or for uh, practice or qualifying. Great move. Oh, my God. So rumor has it Penske almost pulled him from that race. They're like, that's that's the most unprofessional bullshit ever. Man, like, they almost pulled him for the for the race. But somebody had the foresight to see that's probably what he wanted. Uh, he would yeah. probably be like, I've been canceled. That's right. Nah, nah, nah. Then he had this whole thing. Then then he um, basically we just have to live. We have to survive one more race with you, and then yeah, we're done yeah. with you. Yeah. And then he posted. And then afterward, people were complaining about it. And then he he equi- uh, somehow equated it to, um, oh, now boys can be called girls and girls can be called boys. So now he's transphobic. Um, so I'm not a fan. That's not cool. Yeah. Rest but, in peace, Matt yeah. DiBenedetto. Uh, and now he's driving for a mid-pack team, the Truck Series. Yes. So yeah. go, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. So, but you know who is taking over the 21 Wood Brothers? Uh, we have a special guest with us right now. Uh, father, uh, father of Harrison Burton, uh, Ward Burton is here. Uncle. Of <laughs> oh, uncle. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Ward. Uh, I thought you were the father, but you're the uncle. Uh, my apologies. Ward, how proud of you are you of your nephew? Well, in the words of uh, the immortal Maury Povich, Ward, you are not the father. Good point. So sorry, Ward. I, you know, I, I was busy back on back on the ranch down in Virginia, uh, and then I got on my ATV and I decided I'm going to drive all the way up to suburban Chicago, Illinois, to talk on this podcast. Is that thing licensed for the road, Ward? It is absolutely not licensed for any operable or or use on public roads. Okay. But if you drive fast enough, the bastards can't catch you. Oh, good point, good point. uh, This year, I'm extremely excited to announce that my son Jeb will be driving for our motorsports, which is incredibly easy for me to say. In the Xfinity Series, driving number 27. Uh, and then my nephew, Harrison Burton, he's going to be driving the number 21 for the Wood Brothers, who are also from Virginia. So I'm very proud of my son and my nephew. Uh, I like my nephew a little better because it sounds a little bit more like me. Yeah, I was uh, about to say, so I, I was confused, Ward. Uh, I thought Harry was your son this whole time. Oh, well, you see, that's your mistake. You see, when you look at Harrison Barton, they don't look, he doesn't look like either of us, me or my brother Jeff. Um, but you see, when you listen to him speak, Harrison is much easier to understand. But when you listen to Jeb speak, he's a little easier to understand than me, but he is much more difficult to understand than Jeff Barton or Harrison Burton. So that's how you get, yeah. that's how you know yeah. who is who. Uh, not to get into your career, Ward, but uh, we were talking about the Haas racing earlier, and uh, you drove the Zero uh, Net uh, car for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I was a big fan of the internet, so it was a really it was a really good fit that I was driving the car sponsored by the internet that you can get on a CD-ROM yeah. at the checkout line at your local Dominic's food store. So I was a really great driver for the team um, for the one season that uh, or the couple seasons I was there, or maybe just one season. I don't know. But after that, I left NASCAR for a while because I just had a terrible time driving the number zero car. Because I, I, to be honest, they, they just wasn't really good. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, Ward, thank you so much for stopping by as our very first guest on this podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, fill up your fill up your tank on your ATV before you go. The I think the gas prices are 
uh, a lot worse here than Virginia, so you probably want to spend some more money. I'm going to have no problem with that because that gas tank runs exclusively on piss and vinegar. All right. There you go. Ward Burton, everybody. Wow, Ward Burton, what a nice guy to what come a, out here. Yeah. I couldn't guy. get a I could not get a word in edgewise. Yeah. Shout out to him for knowing what Dominic's is in Virginia. I know, yeah, you know, he's just a well traveled guy. <laughs> I guess. Wow. <laughs> he knows he knows his suburban Chicago uh, yes. retail history. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of him. Um and hey, uh two thousand two Daytona five hundred winner, Ward Burton mm-hmm. to you. Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. Um <laughs> moving on how do you go from that yeah what uh, a guy this is such a nice guy yeah. speaking of the greatest of all time uh kurt bush is joining michael jordan's team yeah yeah or uh yes he is yeah uh dr- with with his uh with his number number 45 that's right surprise surprise we got the 45 back the 23 and the 45 side by side that's just a good feeling it's being a good from feeling. chicago it's just a good feeling good feeling a feel uh, couple great paint schemes too i mean those cars look so good yeah i just you know i it's i'm a sucker for just a regular uh black monster energy car you know i i cannot stand regular monster energy but, but the car, damn do their cars yeah, look good the cars look good uh, so Kurt Busch is leaving Chip Ganassi Racing, and Chip Ganassi Racing is div- dissolving. Mm-hmm. So Ross Chastain, who was in the 42, is now going to go to the 1 at Trackhouse. Now, for all the listeners out there that can't get enough NASCAR, I highly suggest listening to interviews with Justin Marks on either the I Am Athlete podcast or Dinner with Racers, because his discussion about t- purchasing Chip Ganassi Racing on a whim in the middle of the season with no further, like no prior knowledge that he was selling because he wasn't selling the team. Right. Him just going out and making the phone call like, Hey, you know, how would you like to discuss, you know, maybe, you know, a possible purchase of your business that just Justin Marks is like the coolest guy. I'm so glad that he owns a team in NASCAR because there are so many cool things he's doing. He's running two cars with drivers that really don't bring sponsorship that are just like hard-headed, good drivers that are willing to prove themselves. And I also like that their car numbers are 1 and 99. I don't know. Something about that just makes me feel good. Um, But their paint schemes don't miss. Their drivers are fun. Their owner is cool. And Mr. 305 is involved in the team. Yes, also. Pitbull is a part owner uh, who will be performing at the Clash, but we'll talk about the Clash yes. yeah. the next episode. Yes. Um, but yeah, the number one and the number 99. So you would, it, you know, if, if you're going to win a race, you got to get through one and 99. Yes, you do. Yeah. So uh, great move on, excuse me, great move on their part. Um, Eric Almarola is retiring after 14 seasons. He has won three races. Now, that's when I think of the number eight car at Dale Earnhardt Incorporated. <laughs> I think of Eric Amarola. Now, Tommy, I have a question for you. I was curious. I was thinking about this earlier in the week. When you think of Eric Amarola, he, you know, he had his time in the 43. He had his time in the 10 car. Which car do you associate Eric Amarola more with? I associate him with the 10 car mm-hmm. only because of the when he almost won the 500 ah, and then yeah. Austin Dillon took I, him out. I try not to think about that one makes me mad. I don't like that. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, tough. But you know what? Credit to Eric Amarola, too, because when he got out of the car, he was like, oh, you know, yeah. if I was in his position, I probably would have done the same thing. He's it's just a it's nice hard guy. for me yeah. to be mad. Where anybody else would have been like, you ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It, Eric Amarola always seems like a really good guy. He's a family man. Yeah. Good for him. You know, he's he wasn't the guy that uh, he he wasn't the dominant driver. Uh, but you know, he was good for no. for a and good I, solid yeah. season. And even this year, when his team wasn't doing too hot, he still pulled a win out at New Hampshire, and that was just a feel good moment. Yeah, it was. And 
uh, I I don't know if he ever I don't know if he necessarily got his fair shake of things um, at the NASCAR level, but you know I, he's happy. He seems very content. He's very happy with retiring mm-hmm. after this season. So uh, I'm happy for him. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Good. Thank you, Eric Amarola, for all of the uh, all of the fun and entertainment. Yes. And for having a fun way of spelling the name Eric. Yes, A R I C. Yep, never seen that before. Never see you again. Nope. Um, so there you go. Uh, Petty and then GMS yep. are coming together to form Petty GMS Motorsports. Now this is a weird one. So yeah, GMS, who is I I believe. So first of all, let's talk about the name Petty GMS. Uh, Petty GMS Motorsports. So it's Richard Petty Motorsports that is not owned by Richard Petty. Correct. And then GMS from the truck series that owns, uh, well, currently will own, I believe, uh, Grant Enfinger's car. Um, and then they have one more driver who is escaping me at the moment. But uh, they won a championship with Sheldon Creed. Um, Spencer Gallagher as the son of the owner. It's They, they own Allegiant Airlines is the family. Oh. So, uh, they sponsored the stadium in Las Vegas. I uh, that's Allegiant Stadium, it right? It is. Yeah. Yes. So the Death Star. Um, there's plenty of money going around here, but GMS is always referred to as GMS. They never call it Gallagher Motorsports, which is essentially what it is. Yeah, that's weird. So that means Petty GMS Motorsports, which is what all of the, which is the legitimate name of the team. It's on their handles. It's on logos. It's Petty GMS Motorsports. The literal name is Petty Gallagher Motorsports Motorsports, and I don't like it. That. Yeah, I'm I, I'm against that. I officially hate that team. Yes. Uh, however, um, I you know I'm excited for Ty Dillon because I really like Ty Dillon. He's yes. a good guy. Ty um, Dillon in the 42, and then Eric. Eric Jones in the 43. So uh, I like Eric Jones too. Yep. I like I, and I also like teams that have sequential numbers. Yes, so that 42 also, and 43. Love that. Yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I love that. I love the uh, Jordan's team. Being twenty three and forty five. Yeah, it makes I think that's sense. Great. Yeah, I love uh, <laughs> I love track house being one and ninety nine. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But the but the two numbers back to back forty two forty three. That yeah. classic. Yeah, that's the right thing to do. Yes. Um. So that's interesting about the name. I did not know that. That yeah. also pisses me off. And yeah, uh, I'm gonna think about that uh, every race. And whenever something wrong happens, it's probably because they're being weighed yeah. down by their redundant name. That's fair. Uh. Now for the most exciting news of the offseason. Oh, my God. Our boy. Your boy. Which makes it our boy. Yep. Landon Castle. Full-time ride in the Xfinity Series. Well-deserved. Landon Castle, the nicest journeyman driver, the 2009 Sprint Cup Series champion, in my mind, just because he, right. he, has, damn right. he has the ring. You're damn right. Landon Castle is taking his crypto money. And go into a championship-capable team. He's replacing Jeb Burton. Sorry, sorry, Ward. Sorry. Oh, he's already uh, gone. Yeah. Uh, he's replacing uh Jeb in the in the number ten car. Um, and I'm very excited because it's a purple car. It looks really good. But Landon Castle is one of my favorite drivers who has never gotten a fair shake out no. of out of a couple. Not one. He had a couple races with Hendrick Motorsports in the Bush Series, uh, in a car that had uh failed to qualify for a race that year with Casey Mears. So it wasn't like they weren't, you know, the best team in the Bush series at the time by any means. Um, and he raced a couple races the next year for junior motorsports. And from there it was really, you know, he never got a shot um, other than, you know, he had Starcom, he raced for James Finch. Uh, he raced for the front row motorsports. Uh, yeah. Just a good guy. Like he did a, uh, 
he raced the entire Coke 600 as an idea for a for a sponsor of his. He raced the Coke 600 and then ran from the Charlotte Motor Speedway to the NASCAR Hall of Fame immediately after a 600 mile race, just because he thought you know that would be a good idea for sponsor activation. Um, he gave me he personally gave me a free membership to Snap Fitness that I never used. Sorry, Landon. Uh, maybe that's why he lost the sponsorship because I never went. Uh, but I don't have them by me. Um, but yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, and I'm very excited to see Lana Castle hopefully head to victory lane at some point this season. It's going to be awesome because he's jo- he's in the number 10 car. He's going to be joining the number 11, Daniel Hemrick. Yep, the champion. The champion moving over to the 11 car. And then A.J. Allmendinger in the 16, who is a certified stud. I think the, let's see, the, the young talent of, let's see, I mean, Daniel Hemrick isn't the youngest guy. I mean, they're all similar in age. A.J. is just a little bit older. but right. Um, the veteran brain of like a proven winner of AJ Allmendinger, the recent champion of Daniel Hemrick, and then the, the super seasoned. smart seasoned journeyman driver who's had to scrape and claw to get top thirties and top twenties, getting his first shot. I just really like the look of this team. Yeah. If yeah. if yeah, colleague racing, they really dominate. Like the team of best possible teamwork. Like they were always like the best teammates. Yeah, I think this is going to continue. I this is going to be so fun. What a dominant looking yeah. team that is to me. Big landing guy for forever now. I'm so excited. Yes. So, uh, they debut the Saturday before the Daytona 500 at uh, at Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, weird name to the race, right? The beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> Three hundred. There you go. There is punctuation <laughs> in there the is. name. I love it. It's the weirdest name of a race ever, but oh man, Expen- I mean, I've never been excited. I've I've never been this excited about everything outside of the Cup Series. Oh yeah, there's like, so this much. This is yeah, gonna be there's awesome. There's so much changing in the Cup Series that you forget of all the fun stuff that's happening. In the, like just yeah. it's just extra seasoning. It's it just is. a beautiful thing. Yes, it's perfect. I can't wait. Um, at the Cup level, we got new cars. We got a lot of new cars. Well, we. They think we don't have enough new cars. We might have yeah. a shortage of cars, yes. but we got new cars. Yes. Might have a shortage of cars, but we got new cars. We'll worry about that later. Uh, they tested a couple weeks ago at Daytona. They're doing testing right now in, in Phoenix. Phoenix. Um, I mean, they look and sound so great. Yep. Yeah. The, just another step closer to making the cars look more like street cars. So no problem and, there. Yeah. And my favorite thing is that yesterday I saw somebody spin out and they hit the wall and they kept going. Yeah, that's because great. nothing happened to the car. Yeah, These they bounced cars, out, like, yeah. They have the composite bodies that the Xfinity series has been running, which the Xfinity series has been super exciting because the drivers are racing in a very physical yet, yeah. you know, respectful manner. Uh, so I want to see that in Cup Series. And you couldn't in the Cup Series because whatever your car would be done for. Yeah, it. if like, you touch the car, like if you look at it wrong, you're out of the race. Yeah, yeah. So very excited about that. Uh, there was a snippet mm-hmm. of some guys doing a tandem draft. Yes, yeah, it was perfectly time for us. Uh, Which we, I will say, I need to go on record here. I hate the tandem draft. I loved it. I loved the tandem draft. I hated it. It it brought Trevor Bain, the greatest racer in restrictor <laughs> plate racing history, his first Daytona 500 after one race of trying and one race of frustration. Wow. Yeah. Take that, Dale. <laughs> Dale who? Dale who? Yeah, exactly. Um, I I just, I couldn't get behind it. I didn't like it. I would much rather see a pack of cars. Same. Yeah, I two. understand. It was fun. It was different. 
it you know, was different. They weren't racist. You know, we didn't have a lot of single file stuff, so that was nice. Yeah. But it was different. But yeah, the namesake of our podcast, I absolutely hated. Yep. <laughs> just for the record. Did somebody clip uh, Tommy saying, I hated the tandem draft <laughs> for, when we, for when we have our, fall, our very public falling out. That's right. I hated it. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but Dale Jr. was back in the car. Yes, he was. He was driving around at Daytona. They told him that he was going to be doing some single car, and then they asked him to do some pack stuff. He was like, all right. And yeah, then okay. they asked him to do some drafting. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but afterwards, he, he, he was happy that he's retired, and uh, he said that he would love to keep doing testing and stuff, but he has no desire to get back in a cup car, and I totally respect it. Yeah, yeah. For somebody, yeah, he is. He's definitely not going to race a plate race again. You know, that's fine. Yeah. But he's racing at Martinsville. Yeah, he'll be at Martinsville. <laughs> oh, my and, God. And he said he loves he loves driving in the Xfinity Series because of the competitive nature. And, and, yeah. And, and he likes being around those guys. And, and I mean, Dale Jr. can do no wrong in my book, so yeah, whatever. I, I love but Dale I'm, Jr. Yeah, I, I think it's exciting that he still wants to race with these young guys. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be exciting for the young guys to be of like, course, oh, my yeah. God, Dale Jr. is going to race with me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they get they all get the, they get their fun little moment to race against Dale Jr. Yeah, and for him to flip you off for yeah. whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that's going on. Um, they're testing right now in in Phoenix. They did release this week a new set of rules and penalties for yes. post race inspection that we should go over because uh, there are a lot of rules in NASCAR, especially right now. Um, you can't have too much of a competitive edge on purpose, at least. Uh, so they released these rules, Griff. Uh, there's a lot of them, and I don't understand them. So I don't understand a whole lot of them and either, but uh, when going over these, the you know there, there's a lot of you know suspension of, you know for different levels of penalties at the discretion of NASCAR. Um, you know the you either you know you'll lose money, you'll lose points, you might lose a crew chief or a different crew member, um, and you'll see these point these uh, penalties go out pretty much every week. Uh, a yeah. lot of times it was for loose lug nuts. We're not going to see that anymore. No, nope. that's terrifying. Uh, if you only have one lug nut on each wheel, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really hope we don't have any loose lug nuts because somebody's going to get hurt. There's only one. Um, but yeah, you you'll see the fine. But the really big thing for major penalties that is changing this year um, is there's a chance that um, if you get a penalty, like say after winning a race or you've already won a race, they can take away your playoff eligibility. You could win the rest of the races, and you're not going to make the playoffs now because you've modified something that NASCAR doesn't want to modify. Yeah. Because you know, with everything being um, coming from a specific man, you know, there's a lot of spec parts now. They do not want you messing with these spec parts, um, which is understandable, and it's their sandbox. But, yeah, if you mess with these parts and they catch you, um, that could really end your season. You'll yeah. just be racing for money at that point. Like, there's no chance of you making the playoffs. You can't win the championship. Um, so yeah, if that would have happened to Kyle Larson in August, like, Woo. what a, yeah, that would be a major thing. Uh, I, when I saw this, I immediately thought, you know, this is going to happen to somebody this year. You I think? don't know who it's, I just feel like, uh, somebody's going to, uh, girl boss a little too close to the sun, uh, and try to change something they shouldn't change. And Woo. NASCAR is going to catch them because the, I mean, as, uh, uh, transparent, they're trying to be with the line of like, don't touch this stuff. We still, you know, this is the first time using all of these new parts, the first time with these rules. Uh, so somebody's going to try something that they don't quite understand the gravity of. Yeah. And I think they're going to get caught. Yeah. There's three levels. There's L1, L2, and L3. Uh, it goes for, it goes all the way from, you know, don't, 
not meeting the minimum weight requirement uh, to, like, well, last year, loose lug nuts and stuff. But uh, just stuff like that that only the, really the <laughs> the officials and the drivers and the teams know. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> right. But we have the, no idea. And one of them, too, that we haven't seen in a long time that I think would be funny if we see again is the violation of uh, tires or fuel. Uh, that would be one of the most major par- penalties that they do. Um, similar to if you're bleeding the tires like Ryan Newman tried to do uh, a couple years ago uh, to try and you know uh, play with air pressures while the car is running, which is hilarious. Um, wow. But also when uh, they put when Michael Waltrip put that uh, what was called jet fuel, that weird substance in his uh, in his engine at Daytona oh. in 2007. Uh, and he ended up going until May with a negative point, uh, <laughs> ne- a negative amount of points. Um, that stuff is stuff we do not see. Um, but, you know, it always makes me laugh to think, you know, well, somebody should, you know somebody's going to start messing with the Sunoco. Try, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I don't expect to see any of that. But yeah, the uh, the counterfeiting or modifying single source next gen parts as an L three penalty, I do expect. I okay. so they're gonna teams are going to do that in yeah. some form. It's gonna happen. All right, but I think you know it's gonna be hard for them to catch because I think they're gonna be smart about it. But somebody's gonna get caught doing it. I really think so. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we're gonna keep our eye on that. Uh, when we when we know of penalties and stuff that happen after the races, we'll be sure to talk about them on here so everybody's aware of the situation. Uh, we'll go over the point standings and everything. So, um, yeah, there's two different point standings, by the way. There's the drivers and then the teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that really doesn't apply as much because in most cases, the same driver is going to be right. driving every race. Um, and especially doesn't, you know, since there's a playoffs, you know, people aren't going to be moving people in and out. Uh, but there is one car, the 16 car for colleague racing that is going to have a rotation of three drivers that's going to drive every season or drive every race, um, with Daniel Hemrick, Noah Gregson and AJ Allmendinger. Um, I think they actually have a good shot at making the, the owner playoffs. Um, I, you know, I, they, it's not impossible for that team to win. Because yeah. AJ's a AJ won in that car last right. year. Yeah, he did. Noah Gregson, you know, he's aggressive. Who knows what can happen with him? Uh, and Daniel Hemrick, who you know, he's coming off of the biggest. You know, th- this could be breaking the seal. Like he could. Right. He's going to be racing the plate races. He's going to race Daytona. Um, you know, he, anything can happen. But I, you know, there's definitely a, a good chance that they could make the owners' playoffs with that lineup of yeah. drivers. And it would be interesting too to see if. Uh if there were no playoffs and they would just go and see who the best team is, but yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay. That was a lot of things that happened. Uh, we have some other things that happened, something to look forward to, and then we'll go over what this podcast is normally going to be. First off, I put them out of order in the sheet. Just uh, FYI. Group. That's okay. Uh, let's talk about the hall of fame. Yeah. Red farmer, Mike Stefanik, Dale jr. In the hall of fame. Uh, I can tell you about Dale jr. <laughs> go ahead. So uh, <laughs> we go down. The Red Farmer has been racing for a very long time. Yep. Uh, he started racing in the uh, 40s and 50s. He's part of the Alabama gang. Um, he continues to race uh, dirt races to this day. That's incredible. Uh, it's very incredible. How old is he? Uh, he is. He might be in his late 80s. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. He's got to um, be. in. Yeah. But uh, his speech was really fun. Um, he's a really nice guy. Uh, and Dale Jr. immediately came up to. Uh, the podium and first said that he found his first guest for Dale Jr. Download this year. Yes. Because <laughs> Red Farmer have a lot of stories. Um, and Hunting Buddies with Tony Stewart. And then uh, Mike Stefanik was uh, a 
uh, modified tour driver um, who raced pri- primarily in the Northeast. Uh, he famously won the uh, modified series championship and the Bush North series title uh, in the same season, two years in a row, I believe. Oh my. Um, and then I think, believe he retired in 2014 from uh, the modified series, but uh, just uh, a, 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 uh, a guy that, you know, he owned his own stuff. He, you know, he just uh, would go to the races. It was just a small, more of a small, you know, a small deal. Uh, and he was one of the best drivers to ever do it uh, in the in the modified. So he was a legend in the Northeast, um, won nine NASCAR Touring Series championships. Um, so, yeah, he's very deserving of the Hall of Fame as well. That's awesome. And then, of course, Dale Jr., I mean, fan favorite. The one thing I'll say, I mean, there's not much I need to say because mm-hmm. Dale freaking Jr. Yep. But uh, the one thing I'll say is talk about somebody that just had massive expectations. Yeah, and he yeah he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. The At weight of the motorsports times. American motorsports rode on the back of Dale Jr. Even before against, against his will. Yeah. Even for, before yeah. Dale died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even before he died, and then he died. Like here's the heir apparent. Yeah. Go, go lead the ship. Go yeah. right the ship. Go here. And, you go. And I mean, he had the support of everybody, mm-hmm. and and but still with that, like there's expectations, and and he met him. I mean, yeah, he, he yeah. won races. He comes over and he wins his first race with Hendrick Motorsports. When he comes over, he won the he won the 500, didn't he? Or he won. Uh, it was the shootout that year. He won the shootout. Yeah, okay. the Bud shootout. Yeah. yeah. First race, bam. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wins that. And it, I mean, he just, he was a winner. Yeah. And he was near the top and he had some unfortunate times with like concussions and stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's Dale Jr. Yeah. He's Dale Jr. Uh, he is the, he is the flag bearer for NASCAR. Yes. I would say. Yes, for sure. So congratulations to the Hall of Famers. The Hall of Fame is in Charlotte. You've yep. been there. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. It is the best. I want to go. very much recommend going. Maybe we'll have to do a business trip there. Yeah. We'll put it on the company card. Put it card. on the company card. Yeah. Uh, the Fox broadcast booth is changing. Mm-hmm. Jeff Gordon out to assume his role as He's Rick Hendrick Jr. Yep. Second in command at Hendrick Motorsports. Yes. And Tony Stewart will take his place at Fox. Yeah. Uh, at le- He's at least doing uh, the Bush Clash and Daytona. And then they're going to have a rotating... They're going to have a bunch of different guys. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. I thought it was so, just Tony. Yeah. But... Uh, super excited to have Tony Stewart calling cup races because Tony Stewart's really smart and really funny. He is. Uh, and it's super sarcastic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, especially calling a plate race. Yeah. That's good. Oh yeah. my well, God. We met, we met Tony. Yes. Yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah. It just was hilarious. Just, yeah. He's just a super good guy. Yeah. Like, you know, you wouldn't know that he is a three time NASCAR champion and IndyCar champion. Like, and yeah. he lives in a Bass Pro Shops, but he's just, <laughs> a- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he owns uh, the, Dirt track in Ohio, doesn't he? Yeah, he owns Eldora. He owns a um, a drag racing team now. Oh, uh, Tony Stewart Racing will be operating. Uh, does Dodges. His, does his the, wife uh, yeah, drive yeah, for yeah, that? His wife okay. will be driving for him. They, so they're fielding Dodges this year in the NHRA. So you know, think about that. Maybe Dodge coming back. Stewart House Racing. We'll see. Charger would look terrible on the track. Yeah, that's yeah. For too sure. bad they're getting rid of him. Yeah, we'll. I don't know if they're going to have a sedan anymore. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yikes. Um. But, yeah, he's going to debut at the Clash, so that'll be fun. Yes. Um, Rolex 24 is this weekend at Daytona. It's a, For those of you who don't know, it's a 24-hour race. Mm-hmm. And in the 24-hour race, there's 61 cars on the track. Oh, my God. <laughs> and 
five and there are five different types. So there's five races going on at once yes. for 24 uh, hours straight. Yes. So if you want to watch that, Godspeed, good luck. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's going to be in it. Yes, he is. Go Jimmy. Go he's a, Jimmy. He's our uh, NASCAR or former NASCAR representative in the race. Uh, usually you have a lot more NASCAR drivers. I know uh, Austin Dillon and Chase Elliott were in it last year. Cody Ware, I believe. Um, but this year there's a lot of you know next-gen testing. There's a lot of stuff going on that really takes hey, away yeah. the ability for NASCAR drivers to do it. A.J. Allmendinger is another surprising one that's not going to be in it. But uh, we got Jimmy Johnson. And we always want to see Jimmy Johnson do good. Yep. This was the race that got Jeff Gordon his last professional win. That's in, right. Uh, driving yep. for Wayne Taylor Racing. Yep. Uh, it is fun to yeah, watch. It, it is, is really yeah, cool. Yeah. I will definitely put on the last, like, hour yeah. or so. <laughs> yeah. I'll have it on, like, periodically. Yeah. yeah. Watch it for a little bit and be like, okay, I'll pick this up in a few hours. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> excited to have, I'm just glad that racing will be on television. Because yes. after this, we got the clash. We got one off weekend. And then... It begins. Can't even say it's an off weekend because it's Super Bowl weekend, which is no. why. Well, what, what sport is that again? I understand. Uh, they don't have they don't have any wheels. Nope. I don't. Uh, there's only one event that I care about that takes place <laughs> in a football stadium this year. That's right, and it's the Clash. And the pictures came out, and it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs> like, it, and so. You, Tommy, I got to give you props for the uh, editorialization that you put on the notes here. Of it's either going to be incredible or a mess. Yeah, and it's, I think that's it's what gonna, it is. I think it's going to be both. It's yeah, it's going to be an incredible disaster. And I saw people saying that like you know since the next gen car is there's you know shortages on parts that people are saying that they they might not have enough cars you know especially they're going to a short track that is notoriously physical and then immediately going to race uh, a qualifying race and that Daytona 500 there's a high chance of losing a car there. That they're gonna, you know, take it, you know, take it slow because it's their first race in these cars. They don't want to lose them, and it's not for points. Uh, but they just up the purse, so there's a lot of money on the line. Okay. <laughs> I think it's over two million dollars on All the right, line for this you're race. Talking. Uh, so yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I do not want to be the leader at the white flag. That's what happens if they do run out of cars? Let's hope we don't find out. I don't know. Do they go back to the old ones? Do no, they? I, I don't know what happens. I, I, Do they I call think... Arca and say we need our cars yeah, back? We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be. They're gonna. Um, they're gonna call Ray Evernham and see how many SRX cars he's got. <laughs> um, or maybe they'll. You know what? The cars are so similar to the ones off the lot that they're just gonna buy. They're just gonna buy a couple uh, Mustangs and Camaros and Camrys. I'm in. And we're just gonna see what Honestly, happens. Honestly, I'm in. Like we, you saw, like when they did the Daytona Road Course with Clip Boyer and Jeff Gordon driving, yeah. like an old Ford Fusion. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need. That's what that, we need. We need an enduro race. Bring you run what you got. That's what I want to see. I love it. So we'll see how the next gen turns out. And see yeah. if we get that opportunity. <laughs> Oy vey. Um, yeah. Anything else that you know of that we should touch on? Or oh yeah, we're gonna uh, for anybody that is a sim racer, the Clash, uh, the uh, L.A. Coliseum. Uh, has been released for people to drive on iRacing. We need to get a PC. So, yeah, we got to figure that we out. We got to figure yeah. that out immediately. I got I to learn how to drive stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could do that easy. I've, I've, dri- I've been behind the wheel of a stick shift twice. One was your, uh, your Kia yep. uh, in the parking lot of a bowling alley. And there was a bee. And there was a bee in the car, and I stalled it every time. So I did not go <laughs> a single inch. I did not drive. And then I felt like I was ready. So years later, the next time I was behind a stick shift was a NASCAR stock car at Chicagoland Speedway. 
and they put it in fourth, gave me a push start, and I didn't crash or blow wow. the engine. So there you go. Uh, I don't know. I I'm not confident in my shift abilities. Rest in peace, Chicago Land Speedway. No, I'm actually gonna, dead. I do not want to talk about it. I know. <laughs> um, okay. Well, normally on the Tanner Draft, a normal episode will consume of uh, basically recapping last week's race and then going into next week's race. Um, with all the highlights and previews, predictions, yeah, etc. Highlights and nuggets. Um, we will introduce the Dale Earnhardt Memorial Driver of the Week, uh, the Recce Spin House Anti Driver of the Week. For whoever does the most Recce Spin House uh, right. move of the week. Yep. And Ricky Bobby Mover of the Week. For whoever does the most shake and bakes. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. So we'll do that. That's going to be normal. Uh, but we're not in the normal season yet. The next episode will be The Clash, which we'll talk about in depth, uh, quarter-mile track. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's it's going to be a mess. Just, let, okay, bite the bullet, put in Soldier Field. I don't think the Bears will need it after a couple of years. Uh, yeah. Just build a track in there and leave it. I'm in. Please. Yeah. Please. Ooh, and do it in February so there's ice. Perfect. Beautiful. Pa- bring Paul Menard is the <laughs> ringer, the ice racing champion. Yes. Please. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, that's uh, that's it. We'll uh, talk about the clash uh, next time. Let's do that NASCAR eventually. <laughs>